This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And we have got a lot to get to today. Plenty of Champions League action to talk about because, uh, yeah, we're, we're slowly getting there, man. It's, it's hard to believe that, like, last year around this time, we were just starting to hear about this coronavirus thing and, huh, wonder what that's going to do with soccer. And then had no idea we'd be without soccer for the next few months. And now, like, we're already through all that as far as back to playing soccer champions league was finished up and now we're already through the next season almost like we're we're already halfway through the round of 16 that is that is pretty wild to me i think we need to really just get on this uh, timetable bone and just have a spring champions league and a fall champions league like Ooh, i'm cool with that I, you know the player the players might not be with all the uh, the you know the match dates coming up uh just like a damn like whirling dervish <laughs> uh, yeah i'm telling you what like as a person who does who rarely does any phys- physical exertion or exercise me sitting my fat ass on my couch and being able to watch soccer every day like count me in for it yeah i agree with you on that and it is it, this summer i think we're going to get it made up for it because uh we're gonna have a lot more going on we get the euros this summer right we're sure making do. that up so we got we got that and going on this summer we got the olympics going on of course so we get to see Maybe. the 23 teams well fingers crossed right for now we have the olympics going on yeah and and obviously too the crew they uh are going into preseason training they i think today is the day that as we sit here recording this on a thursday i believe this is the day where the crew players have to be in columbus for their seven-day quarantine, so then they can go on a plane and go out to Chula Vista, I think, is where they're starting off their Which training Which sounds camp, but... just lovely right now, does it not? <laughs> like, I know it's been a nice week here in Columbus, and that we finally, like, dug ourselves out of the piles of snow that mm-hmm. we've had on the ground just laying around for months. But, like, Chula Vista, I've never been to Chula Vista. I don't know anybody from Chula Vista. I don't know anything about Chula Vista. But it sounds like world number one power ranking of where I want to be right now. I'm looking up the temperature right now. It is, well, hey, can't win them all. It's only it's only 48 degrees in Chula Vista. But it is early in the day. By later today, they are saying it will be 70. So yeah, that sounds lovely. Yeah, it too. seems like that'll be just fine. I would take 70 every day. I'd be feeling really good about that. So yeah, this is this is the time where you want to get out. I keep seeing pictures of people who are like, oh yeah, we went to the beach, went to this, because they live in areas where you can just go walk on the beach. And it's not like you're getting in the water. But man, I would I would much rather be getting my so my shoes have to clean the sand off than have to clean the salt off at this point. I'm pretty much done with the snow. I'm ready to yeah. go, ready to be back and so yeah it's good to be Chula here Chula Vista right south of San Diego and yeah. uh, right sandwiched between Tijuana and San Diego so Beautiful. there you go wasn't uh, familiar with anything but yes that does sound uh, quite lovely right that's where now. you want to be that's exactly where you want to be uh, we will talk some Premier League too some uh, interesting updates there obviously Liverpool things are not going well for them uh, Chelsea starting to turn it around quite a bit we'll talk a lot about them because got plenty to talk about with Champions League there uh, and maybe there's a way out for Fulham to not get relegated. 
might be at the expense, though, of Newcastle. So we'll get you all posted up on that as we get going into the episode today. But let's start off with Champions League. We had four matches this week. All of them were pretty interesting games where, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the away side won every single one of them yeah sure did so yeah pretty pretty interesting start there but not a surprise when you see who the away sides are in all of these tilts right like Bayern Munich beat Lazio Chelsea beat Atletico Madrid that one was a little interesting yeah, that's, that's that's surprising that's surprising but then but if you look at Madrid and what they've been doing this year they've not exactly this since the start of the new year they've not exactly been playing well in either side in the league or, you know, now with Champions League. So they've got some issues, concerns there. Real Madrid gets a win. Uh, they were the away team there. And Manchester City got it done against Borussia Mönchengladbach. So it's not totally surprising that all those teams won those games, but it's interesting. They're all on the road and they all have now road goal leads uh, going into the second leg of their tilts. So let's get into it. Where do you want to start, man? Which which uh, game fancied your interest the most? Start off with the champs, man. Let's do it. Let's go uh, straight to Bayern Munich. Yeah, perfect. Well, I don't know, man. I don't think you're going to beat Bayern Munich when less than 10 minutes into the game, you have a horrible back pass that leaves mm-hmm. Robert Lewandowski in on the goalkeeper. I, I don't know. That seems like not a good formula for beating Bayern Munich. It's like the Jackets when they make a horrible back pass and Patrick Kane gets a breakaway on you. You know, uh. you're not uh, not really going to win any of those games, man. But you're right. They're just they're clinical. Right. And uh, they've been kind of having a dip in form a little bit, Byron. But obviously yep. their eyes are set bone uh, again for another run at the Champions League. You look at their squad, man. They're so deep. They're so tough to beat. That great wing play right now. Lewandowski still one of the best in the world. Just, I mean, continuing to hem and haw. Uh, thought it was going to be a tough hill to climb for Lazio. No doubt. Anyways thought maybe uh, if they could get a draw at home, limiting the Bayern to one goal, maybe they would have a chance at going uh, into Munich uh, or wherever they're going to be playing that game. I'm not really sure if those are going to be like a neutral site. Yeah, I think they travel ban to Germany. Uh, but still, man, like it's not an easy task to beat them right now. Like, I don't care who you are. World champs right now, as far as, you know, Champions League from last season. And they just continue to be dominant. And they've got young players coming up through the ranks now. And it looks like they are just never going to be beaten. Like, you know, like it looks like they're going to win so many Bundesliga titles in a row. Like they just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And they are just they're like Thanos, man. Like they are inevitable. Mm-hmm. They are. It, it, that is very apt the comparison you've made there and yeah they have found another jewel another uh stone I guess in uh Jamal Musiala who is Mm -hmm. 17 years old scored a dream goal 24 minutes in that put him up to nothing youngest Champions League goal scorer for Bayern Munich in their histories four goals and 27 appearances this season off the bench although he wasn't off the bench in this game but uh yeah he's had a big week man this kid not only had that happen but then had a bunch of the German national team players come out because he's a dual citizen player. He can uh, play for Germany or England. He grew up in England. I think they moved there when he was seven uh, from Germany, but dual dual citizenship there and is able to go either way. Uh, But he ended up deciding to go play for Germany after playing for the English youth teams all the way up until this point. But a lot of the German national team players and some of his teammates were out very outspoken, like talking about how he belongs with Germany. He should play for Germany Germany is the best place for him. And so he said he was really honored to get to do that. But 
Yeah, does Germany ever produce talented young players? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to go uh, really into the record books and try to find, you know, any semblance of talent that they produce at a young level. It's just tough to even I think mean, of one off the top this, of your head. That's the thing is he wasn't really produced by the German system, unlike, you know, many of these other talented young players. So that's one where they're just like, oh, very nice. We've we've picked up a player that is we he didn't even have to tied now? Uh, no, I think he just made the decision that he's going to do it. I mean, it okay. was literally this week. So I, as far as I know, he didn't go play it. He's, he's not yet. Uh, I think he's only appeared for England. So, but only at the youth international level. So he has not appeared at the, you know, national team level yet. So obviously he could change his mind, I guess. Right. Just like, it's just like recruiting in high, in college football, recruiting. man, that's all it is, is, uh, you know, you hear all these stories about this player could go play for this country, or that country. And it so reminds me of the guys who are like, well, I'm going to play my football for LSU, but it's like, well, you haven't signed yet. And it's like, no, I can't for another few months. And it's like, well, it's not over. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess theoretically England could make some kind of push, but he is saying now he is, he's made the decision to play for Germany and that's that. So. Uh, Neither a uh, bad choice, you know. No, <laughs> when no. you look at the landscape of world soccer, like England and the youth players that they have coming up, boom, the great, you know, great, great World Cup that they just came off of, Germany with a disappointing World Cup. So either one of those decisions that he makes, obviously he'll be fine. But yeah, man, it's uh, I don't know. It's just you know, I know that we talk about Americans in the show and everything, and like you know, American soccer's coming up, and like you got guys producing. Then you look at a guy like that, and you're like, oh, okay, they've got like 15 of those dudes. Oh, I know. <laughs> Oh, man i know and that's that is i think a very good point by you because it does show still the disparity and how far uh the u.s men's national team does have to go and i'm not trying to be down on it it's just the reality sure seeing a champions league game or a champions league weekend as we have now over the last few rounds of the champions league where multiple players are starting or in the 18 for champions league teams and a, I mean, you know, eight, 10 guys playing across the Champions League. That's a really good sign. But it's also that's something that would get a yawn out of most of the other, you know, Brazil's yawning at that news. Right. I mean, Germany, England, a lot of those countries are like, oh, that's yeah. We have 10 guys playing in one team. You know what I mean? Depending on the team. So we've got 40 guys playing in two. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. I mean, it's it's a much different thing there. So, yeah, it's still a long way to go. But Bayern Munich, uh, they rolled four to one over Lazio. I will say in Lazio's defense, they did try to push early in the or late in the first half to try to get a goal back and then got a third one back from Sané. And, and that was it. So uh, you can't really do much against them. But I will say for Lazio, their their uniforms were stupendous. They are some of the best in soccer, the, the baby are. blues. Yeah, they're great. You got the little white strip going across the, the shoulders, chest area. It's nice. It was a very good look there. Um, let's talk about Chelsea because uh, there's a little tie in between Bayard and Chelsea. We'll get to in a second with one Christian Pulisic. But Chelsea gets it done over Atletico Madrid. Pretty stunning result, like you said, even though Madrid has not been playing their best soccer of late. Chelsea hadn't been either, but right. Thomas Tuchel has started to find a way to get results out of this. And it was truly the type of game that you win in Europe when you've got a master tactician. He pulled the right strings, got the right players in position, and it doesn't hurt when you get a tremendous, crazy bicycle kick goal 
to get you the goal especially you need. from olivier Giroud. like if you were to put anybody like on a betting prop sheet to be like all right who's gonna score this goal and like go through <laughs> and actually watch the video on a blank sheet and be like all right who is this player who did this literally olivier Giroud would be the last person on mm-hmm. earth who you would think would be able to do that well let's not say on earth i mean i'm on earth in that you- game <laughs> yes i haven't left the ground other than being on an airplane in years Right. Neither have I. So this is this is why it wouldn't be on earth. But yes, in that game, for sure. He, he's not someone you would have expected and almost got taken away because VAR had to come in and save the day because he was ruled offside. And then VAR looked at it and said, no, actually, he's OK, which good. I, I, I tend to think you should get I don't want to say like much of an advantage, but let's say you should get like you should be allowed to be six inches offside if you score a goal like that. That's what I'm going to say. Like if if it didn't it didn't put you ahead of anyone, I say there should be a little leeway if your goal is so there should be a level of of awesomeness that like, your goal oh, hits. Damn, where like, it's like you know right, what? we got to have this one count. He was slightly offside, but I don't care. That goal was too good. Like that, and and the level of filth in that goal does not in any way. It was not affected by him being offside. You know yeah, what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't an advantage to the play anyways. No. I mean, he pulled himself back. So, yeah, no. you're right. But in either case, VAR made sure that he was not offside. So there you go. Uh, defensively for Chelsea, right? I mean, they they have to be proud of that effort. You know, yeah. you're only scoring one goal. They but- really took Atletico's like playbook and just like hammered it right back in their face. Mm-hmm. I mean, because usually Atleti's the team with Diego Simeone. Like you get up one nil and they're just going to defend for their lives. You know, like that's literally what they do. They are a horribly boring team to watch, but they just have some sort of dark magic being able to be cast over them uh, with being able to do that. They're wizards at defining their game and knowing what roles they want to play in. But yeah, man, Chelsea turned the script on them real quick and they were unable to get anything back. So good job out of them for going into that stadium, which is a notoriously tough place to go and win uh, and get it done. So great little return leg at Stanford bridge. Yeah. Or, well, is that one, is that one that they can play at Stanford bridge? I don't remember because I don't know. There's so many rules. I don't yeah, know. I'm not sure who can play where there might have to be great return site. legs somewhere, somewhere. Right. But they already have the away goal. So just like all, just like we mentioned with Bayern, that that's over by the way, Bayern up four away goals. On yeah, Lazio. That's sorry, good. Lazio. This is just, you know, make it respectable, I guess is what you've got left there. And saying uh, this is different in the Chelsea game. Obviously, Madrid can come back from this, but you know, having an away goal is a big benefit for Chelsea here. Um, we will talk more about Christian Pulisic in a little bit because there's some news tying him to Bayern mm-hmm. Munich in the transfer window. Which, I mean, I don't, I don't know where he's going to play there because I don't either. <laughs> Bayern's got a talented group as well as you just mentioned. They're very deep, but we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, Atalanta no goals. Real Madrid gets one. And that game was bizarre because Atlanta got a red card to Remo Freuler, who was sent Your off guy. in the 18th minute. Oh, my guy, indeed. Best mm-hmm. name in soccer. Um, so old Remo got sent off. Not great, but I, I don't know about that call, if you got to see it or not. It's a shoulder tackle. There's definitely it was nothing like leaving his feet, you know, studs up. It wasn't anything like that. It was a shoulder charge, but it's a, it was a foul outside of the penalty area. The question was, was he the last guy back? And it was very, to me, watching it on TV, it was very tough to say he's the last, he was the last defender. There's another guy kind of maybe a half a step off his shoulder that, depending on the angle, could have, you know, challenged the ball. I don't know. Um, 
but the referee had no doubt. He like instantly reached for the red card and said he was the last man back. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you're at on that. Like, I think there's certainly, you know, a spot where you look at it and say, all right, foul, you know, gated a goal scoring opportunity to punish a team that early for that kind of a foul bone. Like, it's so tough. You know, that, and well, I know clearly, like in the rules, it states you're the last man back. You denied a goal scoring opportunity. You just hate to see it given on such like it was. It was a foul, no doubt, like undoubtedly. But it wasn't. You're right. Like anything like studs up, gnarly challenge where you're hurting the player. Yeah, it was like, only it was intent. only a dog. So challenge denial of a goal scoring opportunity. It was that was the only reason to send him off there. And I that I've seen plays where a player has gotten past a defender like we're in that position where they were and then another player closes down. How many guys have you seen like skip back two or three times where they dribble back into trouble because they sense the player closing on them and they try sure. to, you know, deke them out and that player doesn't slip and then suddenly now you've shut down the opportunity. I, I just, that did not seem like, to me, dog so is meant for like if you get the ball at midfield and you're sprinting past your guy, you settle it, he falls down, and it's you and the goaltender, and then he grabs your foot, you know, and drags you down. Yeah, or someone slides from behind and clips you and takes you down, like something like that. Yeah, we're, we're like, but that's clearly the last man back. This was not that situation. So I don't know. It seemed like dog so challenge presented by Dogecoin. There you go, Bone. <laughs> I didn't even know what dog so meant. You lost me there for a second. Denial of the goal acronym. scoring opportunity. Dog so. Mm -hmm. That's what you'll see it. Like that's that's the uh was that a dog so? Was it not a dog so? <laughs> right. It's brought to you by Dogecoin, exactly. Yeah, I am so. very anti uh, dog so. Very pro <laughs> Dogecoin though. So there you go. Yeah, well, if you get in at the right level, I mean it, you can make a lot of money off it. So I'm told. Mm, I have apparently. not done that. I have not done that. <laughs> Um, so anyway, you had Atalanta now down a man after less than 20 minutes into the game. So you think Real Madrid just pours it on, but they've got sure. a ton of injuries. They've had a lot of guys hurt, um, and they could not actually find the winner until the 85th minute. So I, it sucks for Atalanta because they were, they were hanging on for dear life and their goalkeeper, Pierluigi Golini, another one of my guys who I'm very mm -hmm. familiar with his career. Watch him every weekend. Yep, super fan of mm. Luigi. Big, big fan of his. Anyway, felt like he could have done a little bit better if you watched that goal. It was a, it was a nice shot from Mendy, but he seemed to get kind of crossed up with his feet and like is is diving. And all the players' reactions were probably a little bit because they'd been chasing the game for 60, 70 minutes, right. trying to save this and keep it zero zero. And then you see your goalkeeper miss, not like the, it's not, it was a good shot. It was not a world-class, no one can touch this shot. And so you hope that in your Champions League, your Champions League goalkeeper can make a stop. And he just was an inch short, couldn't do it. So yeah, it's too bad for Atalanta because they, I thought they played really well to stay with Madrid for most of that game. Madrid honestly could not finish to save their lives in that game. So they really didn't deserve the win in my opinion, but they got the goal. So, I mean, yeah, they're not that. I mean, you know, as stupid as this is going to sound, like they're not that great of a team. I <laughs> like, well, they're not, know. not right now and not with some of the injuries they have. I mean, they have a lot of guys out. So, they, yes, they have a lot of firepower too. But yeah, I mean, it's how old is Luka Modric, by the way? Because I was just thinking about that. He's got to be getting up there, man. He was old in the last World Cup where, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> where everyone was like, I can't believe Luka Modric is still doing it. Like, this is great. 30, 35 years old. Right. And he, and I mean, he, he was a prime, you know, one of the prime people out there for Real Madrid. I mean, it's, you're, and real, he always is. He always, no, I know. Performs. And I'm, I'm, yeah, he's one of the greatest players to ever, ever don a jersey for them or any other team. But I'm just, I'm just still stunned that that's the that's the group that you're running out there. Like it's it's he's uh, out of contract this summer too, so I well, don't know what his future is going to be in store. Luca to Columbus, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, it's coming to open Lucas the Lucas and Luca. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, the Lucas and Lucas show. Get ready for it. That'll God, be that would be amazing. Oh my God, you can't give up a free kick to that team. Holy hell, you're you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. You will be dead, and they will yeah. get every free kick because those two are masters on the ball. So. Yeah. Anyway, I'll enough of that. I'll I'll get back to reality here. Uh finally, Manchester City, not quite as inevitable as your Bayern, but they're getting there. Uh two nothing winners over Borussia Mönchengladbach and uh it was it was a little bit of a clinic from Cancelo to Bernardo Silva cuz they connected multiple times in this game, but on the first goal Silva got on the end of a header and how tall is Bernardo Silva? Like four eleven? Like he's yeah, not. Yeah, he's big, not big. He's, he's not whatever big the dude. the fifteen year old kid who signed for the Galaxy. He's like the same height. <laughs> yeah, he's very tiny, and he headed in in a goal. And you're watching this goal going. How is the shortest guy on the field scoring this goal? And then you see the ball, and you're like, well, that's how because he'd have to jump. It just literally was. I, I, you could not have thrown a ball better than Cancelo hit it into him. So, uh, that's the opening goal they got in the twenty eighth minute, and. It's pretty, uh, pretty nice pass there. But then they did it a little bit later too, where same combo, other side of the field in the second half, Cancelo another cross to Silva, and then he heads it back across the goal for Gabriel Jesus, and uh, he did not miss, even though he was under heavy pressure, was able to get a goal. So that's pretty much the scoring combo that you need right there, Cancelo to Silva, and that was it. Yeah, and I tell you what, man, City are just finding a way. Like, it seems like every other game, different guys are stepping up, scoring goals for them. You're right. I mean, I don't know if they're as as inevitable as Bayern Munich are, but they're getting there. Certainly, we talked about it on last week's episode. Just a, a ho-hum 2-0 performance for them. You know, likely going backbone, second leg of that contest. That one's likely over. So, yeah. uh, crazy, man. They're so good. They are so good right now. Pep's got that team in full fiddle. Like, they are just rolling. I like it when you say full fiddle. That's is it full fettle or full fiddle? Oh, I thought it. I didn't. I've never heard it full. Is it? It's got to be full. Fiddle. I don't even know if it's a thing. Full fiddle faddle. Have you ever had fiddle faddle? You know what that no. is? What's oh, that? That's like uh, it's like Cracker Jack, but it's not. Um, hang on. I'm looking for full fiddle. When I Google full fiddle, it brings me to a list of violins for sale. So that's <laughs> okay, maybe well, not it. Let's see what full fettle means. Oh, full fettle. Sure. F E T T L E. That must yeah, be. Yeah, describe what it means. that to the people. Oh, here what we go. Describe Fettle, that to me too. State of condition of health, fitness, wholeness, spirit, or form, often using right. the phrase in fine fettle. So there you hey, go. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, full fettle, fine fettle. Yeah. So that means you're uh, you're doing well. You see, look at you. I like that. And I'm I now, am now a wordsmith. Now fiddle faddle. That is that is different. It's like caramel colored or not caramel colored. It's like popcorn <laughs> that's got some caramel on it. It's got some there's some nuts in there. Anyway, yeah, it's fiddle faddle or cracker jack. That's kind of the way I look at it. Um, so yeah, so full fettle for Manchester City for sure. By the way, did you see uh, the play from Al- uh, it's it's Playa is his last name. I think it's Alisson Playa. Yeah, for Borussia Mönchengladbach, who balls coming in. He's at the six or a little above it. And is facing the goal, as you should be if you're trying to score. But the ball is behind him. 
So he reaches up with his right leg and curls it with the back of his heel flicking towards the goal. It's amazing. Catches the ball out of midair and knocks it within an inch of the post. I like. I wanted that to go in so badly because that might have been the best goal I've ever seen if he would have scored it. But we should pause and note a the effort and b the fact that he got it as close as he did doing that because that to me is a, a skill set that is rare and disgusting and awesome. So good for him for almost uh, like I want to give him half a goal. I want to <laughs> give him half show. a goal. Goal for offside when we decide that you're either 12 or 18 inches offside <laughs> yes. if the effort is there and goal for good effort. No, no, no. I'll give you half a goal. Like half if you okay. if you get two of those within a foot of the post, then I should count that as one goal. Yes, I think that should be one. That's yes. So because I want more guys to take tra- chances like that. I don't want guys to just look at it. What I hate is when the ball is that close that you could do something with it. It probably won't go in, but you could do something with it. And instead of even attempting it, you have the the striker or the forward that will look over and just be like <sighs> and throw their hands up. And it's like, yeah, man, it was like half a foot behind you. It was a bad ball. But you could still try something, like just see what happens. And no, so I'm glad that he actually did. That was a very nice run run that up the flagpole to Vince McMahon when he inevitably (laughs) starts the extreme soccer league here. Half goals are going to be on the the table. We're going to be the chairman of that league. It'll be great. XSL. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's that's right. I cannot wait for that. Hey, man, if you are someone who has taken a bump in a soccer match to try to like get a foul, right? Well, that's encouraged in the XSL because that's all wrestling is. It's like making it look worse than it was. Like, yeah, exactly. So this will be great. It's actually a very good merging. I, I like that. By the and way, and power plays is what we're going to do too. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to yes. sub off five five uh, attacking players for the for the team that commits a foul. And we're going like to have it. five minute power plays. Yeah, in the power <laughs> power play instead of free kicks. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, by the way, I saw this stat because, you know, I'm all about the stats beamer. I read them. Yep. I look at mm-hmm. them. All. I, I, I subscribe to stats monthly. Yep. Um, it's amazing. Obscure magazine. stats quarterly. As yes, well. that's yeah, that's a good one, too. That's that one's in the can. You know, when mm-hmm. I go in there in my smoking jacket and go take care of business. <laughs> obscure stats monthly quarterly. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, since joining City in January of 2017, he has scored 45 goals. Pretty good. 43 mm-hmm. of those were not penalties. So 43 non-penalty goals. His expect his non-penalty XG expected goals for that same time period is 57.39. Now, I don't know how much weight you put on the expected goals stat if you are someone who likes that stat or you just don't care at all. But I don't really care at all about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I'm similar with it, but I do think occasionally it's worth it's worth looking at from this standpoint only. The fans in Manchester City have been pissed off at him and feeling like he has underperformed. And so when you have a stat that says, well, yeah, they're not totally wrong there. I mean, fans often for teams like Manchester City have ridiculously high standards. But part of the reason they have them is because there's ridiculous level of play going on. I guess that's how I'm looking at it is when the fans are outraged, when the expected goals analytics stats seem to line up to, you know, that's usually something that points to all right there's something here where he's not lived up to expectations but he got the second goal in this game maybe that gets him going in a way I don't know but he better score more than that because you know Manchester City's not going to sit around this summer all the names that are out there between Messi and Holland right. and everybody yeah. else, like someone <laughs> bi- some big name is coming to Manchester City and they're going to be taking his spot if he's not careful so 
better start scoring quick if he wants that not to happen. Yeah, it's just, you know, you look at him, I think he's a good player. He really, you know, is. And, you know, I don't know if it's been run of form or what it's been. He's not necessarily lived up to all the hype. I mean, remember when he came on in 2017, Bone, he scored like nine goals in six games or, yeah. I don't know, whatever it was. Like, I mean, he was just shot out of a damn cannon. And, you know, for the better part of the last year and a half, been a little quiet. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, goal in a big-time Champions League game, a team who has been on the run like this, he's certainly a guy, you know, that could have a breakout performance and get back to what you're expecting expecting him to be uh, later on down the road. And as the city continues their march to a premier league title uh, and down the road, trying to get them to a champions league final. So yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly can be one of the guys to help them out. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that's wrong. I just, I, I wonder at this point, like the amount of crazy skill that city is putting into play. And obviously they're so talented. They're look like they're going to run away with the league. Uh, you know, it's, it's between them and Bayern probably for this thing. Right. I mean, Maybe there's another right team right now. That, yeah, I mean, I mean, PSG is going to stick their nose in it and certainly make it interesting. I would say, but those to me are the teams to beat right now is Bayern and Manchester City, and nothing will you know take me off of that at this moment. But yeah, I, I that, it's odd to be saying like one of the best teams in the world has a player who has scored a pretty good clip of goals, and people are still saying it's not enough, but. Those are the breaks, I guess, when you play for one of the best teams yeah, in the league. Those right? are the expectations for you. you yeah. know? I mean, you're one of the best teams in the world. Like you have to put up as a striker. And, you know, I don't know if he's doing that to Pep's level that he expects the excellence of his players on a day in, day out basis. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk real quick. What do we think about who's in the best shape right now? Obviously, you know, as far as advancing, we already said Bayern is clearly four to one. You're good. PSG's in the same boat, right? I mean, the only yeah. difference is you're you're not playing Lazio, you're playing Barcelona, but you're up four one with the away goals. I yeah, I think certainly PSG and Bayern leaders in the clubhouse for that. Both four one, uh, both four goals on aggregate as well uh, away. You know, so yeah. four away goals for them. So not an easy task. Both teams are going to have to score Lazio and Barcelona four unanswered goals that they even want to get in. Uh, so that's a tough task to ask, especially against those teams. Think City. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily done and dusted. I would put them kind of in that next category bone yeah. of being up. Liverpool as well, even though they're mightily struggling. Uh, I think, you know, two goals against them is a hard ask uh, or three goals against them. I think no. it's certainly a hard ask. So the next I would put City uh, and Liverpool kind of in that next position. And then all the rest, man, those four other games, you got up for grabs. I mean, yeah, Real Madrid really. certainly not safe. Uh, Chelsea certainly not with Atletico and the way they play. If they're able to find two goals in that game and then defend like we know that they can. I mean, Porto, the Dortmund series, like that's wide open. Well, so I, I, I definitely Porto's the one that I I think of all the teams that won, Porto's the one that I expect to lose. Like yeah, I, correct. I, I expect Juventus to come back and smoke them in the second leg on the road. I'll be shocked if that doesn't happen. Um, but that's that, you know, that they, they had, they played a good match to get to two one, but ultimately I, I think the talent's too good. Dorman, I feel like is in a similar boat that they won their match, but I, I don't think Sevilla is going to have as much for them. And that one, you know, at least that's something where, you know, both those teams returning home, Juventus and Dortmund, I think they'll be stronger at home. So, or, or wherever home is for some of these games, right? But sure. yeah, I do think Dortmund's going to be in a pretty good spot. I'm with you though. Madrid, Real Madrid, not not at all. Well, both the Madrid teams definitely have their concerns, but Real Madrid actually won their game. Uh, I don't think Chelsea is in any way, shape, or form safe. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun second leg. 
And yeah, we'll, I think you've got Bars or uh, yeah, PSG and Bayern head and shoulders. They're already into the round of eight. They're good. And then again, Liverpool and City for me, that kind of next tier down. Like, all right, you're feeling pretty good. You get into the first 45 minutes, and if it's nil-nil at halftime, that's probably settled. Yeah, then the rest of them, man, I uh, they're wide open for those second legs. So it's exciting, man. It, is. it really is. I mean, you got a yeah. lot of a lot of good soccer coming down the pipe here. Yeah, two weeks break uh, for the Champions League, and then Juventus, Porto, Dortmund, Sevilla, those two are back Tuesday, March 9th, Wednesday, March 10th. It's Liverpool, Leipzig, and PSG Barcelona for the second leg of those. The ones you just watched, Madrid Atalanta and Man City Mönchengladbach are both March 16th. Bayern Lazio, Chelsea Atletico Madrid are March 17th. So Man, so you're telling me I have an excuse to get drunker than a skunk <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day and watch soccer. Oh, tough what a what a what a tough sell that is, huh? To mm-hmm. swill some green beer and and watch a couple of Champions League uh, finales. That's that's not too bad, at least for the round of 16. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you mentioned Liverpool. Their their woes continue. Dropping to Everton over the weekend, uh, losing in that derby, which we talked about. They have not lost that game at home since, like, the late 80s or mid-80s. It was a while. Anyway. Whatever. It's been years. Yeah, it's a long many time. Moons. Yeah, so they obviously are still – really at this point struggling and it's questionable at best if they're going to be able to make it into Champions League. You've got Chelsea now playing much better. They've got Manchester United coming in, so that's a huge game. If they figure out a way to win that game, I mean, that that's going to get them back closer, obviously, into, into the thick of things that can make things a lot more interesting for them, but Look at their schedule coming up for Chelsea. They've got Manchester United, Liverpool, Everton, and Leeds, four out of the next five. That's pretty wonderful. <sighs> That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, but they are only six off of Leicester and United. They are two points behind West Ham. So, yeah, which, by the way, West Ham, tremendous, right? Da- yeah, who would have thought, awesome. thought David Moyes would have, a, have West Ham this good? But All he, he needed but he to do was go to Spain and get his ass kicked for a couple of months and then come back to England and rejuvenate himself. Like, all right, we're good to go. Yeah, the Span- that's known as the in, the, the, in the soccer world, that's known as the Spanish ass kicking. You just yeah, go exactly. get your Spanish ass kicking, you <laughs> Urban come back. Urban Dictionary, that one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Uh, and then finally, I mentioned this earlier that Fulham's got a way out. Um, so they're, they're not totally dead here because they're three points away from Newcastle United, who is 17th place and obviously the first one safe. Uh, but you've got Fulham going to Crystal Palace on Sunday. Um, they've got a four-match unbeaten streak going. Newcastle, by the way, is playing Wolverhampton for what it's worth, or Wolves, or however you want to say it. So, yeah, this is this is a very interesting time for Newcastle and Fulham because Newcastle's not careful. They get caught slipping. They could be the ones going down, and Fulham could stay up. Yeah, uh, you look at this relegation battle right now. I mean, you would tend to think at least for now bone like 14th is where i kind of draw the line southampton's on 30 points and then the rest like everybody else burnley's on 28 brighton 26 newcastle like you mentioned at 25 fulham's at 22 west brom and sheffield for sure going down but that last spot like i kind of draw the line at 30 points right now and say like all right you know you got 13 games left to go in the season uh how many points can you get over that but yeah that relegation battle as much as we thought three weeks ago was kind of done and dusted. Like all of a sudden Fulham showing some life and it looks like they could kind of scratch and claw their way back to staying in the Premier League for another year. Yeah. And I want to point this out for the Newcastle fans that may be listening because I've not had a lot of time to actually do anything like this, but listen here. 
next year, you could be in the championship. You know who else could be in the championship? Sunderland. Your guys. Don't look now, baby. But the Tyneware Derby could be back on <laughs> in the championship because Sunderland is sitting fifth in the third division in League One. You know who's first, by the way, in League One? I'm sure. Who, uh, who cares? I don't know. M- brother Bone, my brother, went to England. <laughs> His Peterborough team is first. They are 58 points. Uh, Lincoln City second. Then the playoff level teams right now would be Hull City at third with 53, Portsmouth with 51, Sunderland with 50, and Don Doncaster. Doncaster? I don't know. I They're don't 49. Know. Who cares? Anyway, that's... They're in the playoffs is all I'm saying. Sunderland is in a playoff position as of right now. It means nothing because we know heartbreak awaits them in the playoffs, I'm guessing. But there's a chance that Newcastle and Sunderland could be back together within a year. And then we go from there. And then Sunderland wins the Premier League in a few years. <laughs> Mark it down. And you know what happens after that, Bone? No. Southend gets relegated out of League Two, which they're in 22nd spot right now. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, no. so they might be totally dropped your from just professional tier uh, soccer. They did just beat Forest Green, which I wasn't even aware was a team. Apparently, they're in second in League Two. They beat them 3-1 to one over the weekend, which is great. Uh, but, yeah, the Shrimpers uh, look like they could be going down and uh, exiting one of the top four leagues in England. So I don't know what's going to happen after, I don't know what after happens that, but I'm glad shrimpers. for your Black Cats. I don't know what happens to your Shrimpers if that's the case, but I do know that Forest Green sounds like an epic mashup of Canadian television's Red Green <laughs> and Forest Gump, and I think we should all be excited about that. So Well, it makes sense that Bubba got the best of Forest, so the Shrimpers <laughs> get the best of them, so we're good to go. <laughs> What a tie-in. What a tie-in indeed. That's right. I'll uh, tell you what happens to the Shrimpers after that, Bone. Two American podcast hosts go over there and buy the team for hell like 1500 yeah. quid. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, you know what they say about fourth division soccer. It's like a box of chocolates. You mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get. That's even it. fifth division soccer. <laughs> oh, yeah, which I don't even know what that looks like. It's amazing. I don't either. We're going to find out. All right, that's it for us. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks again for listening. And, of course, as always, enjoy the soccer this weekend. We appreciate you listening to Bone and Beam United.